0: A man was crushed to death by falling wheels of cheese. A trans woman wants her balls back, which are in her ex's fridge. And a passenger with a severe nut allergy bought all of the peanuts on her flight. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. We... <laughs> An Italian man was crushed to death by falling wheels of cheese in what I would describe as the most Italian death ever. Crushed by wheels of cheese. What's another more What's another more Italian way to go out than being crushed by wheels of cheese? I don't know, falling into a hot vat of lasagna? Or, you know, the mafia shooting you and putting you in a barrel and throwing you in the river. That's probably more of an Italian death than being crushed by wheels of cheese. I digest. Here we go. The owner of a cheese factory in northern Italy, unfortunately, has died after he was crushed. He was crushed to death when thousands of his cheese wheels fell on top of him. Thousands of cheese wheels. That's a lot of debris. Debris. Come on, guys. The puns. You're going to get some cheese puns in this story. Just buckle up for the cheese puns. Let's learn a little bit about this unfortunate man. 74 years old, he was just living out his cheese dreams. People told him to retire too. You should retire. Why do you keep making the cheese? Like I'm dedicated to cheese. My life is cheese. Well, he apparently he was a little more lactose intolerant than we could ever imagine. Killed by his own cheese. His name is oh his name's amazing. Giacomo Ciparini. <laughs> what an amazing name. Giacomo Ciparini. Oh, you haven't had any cheese until you've had Giacomo Ciparini's cheese in northern Italy. He was a local producer of Grana Padano, which is not the name of a stripper. It's a Parmesan-style hard cheese that is very popular in Italy. Have you heard of Grana Padano? I've never heard of it. I must have this. Can you get this in the States? I've never been to Italy, but I want to know if I can get Grana Padano in the United States. I don't want large cheese wheels of Grana Padano. I might have some PTSD from doing this story about poor old 74-year-old Giacomo Ceparini getting crushed by his own cheese wheels. Giacomo was in Giacomo was in his warehouse near the city of Bergamo. You can always find Giacomo in his warehouse, I'd imagine. He was dedicated to the cheese life. Um, and they told him, they said, Giacomo, you cheddar be careful around these cheese wheels. Oh, I'm sorry. He was in his cheese warehouse Sunday evening, he was tending to some 15,000 wheels of cheese that he was aging. That's how he does it. He doesn't just age a few cheese wheels. Giacomo was known for aging thousands upon thousands of cheese wheels. Well, all of a sudden, a 30 foot high shelf holding the cheese wheels that were aging, which weighed about 20 kgs each, it's about 44 pounds, Gave way the shelf gave way which created a domino effect that sent the massive Wheels flying and ultimately landing upon and burying their poor old maker oh, That's just horrible um, Obviously they landed on him and he he couldn't get get out from under it from under it okay This is not Gouda at all to be uh, buried under your cheese wheels. We have a, a friend and neighbor of the poor victim, Bartolo Gislotti. Oh, another amazing name. I want to change my name and move to Italy. Bartolo Gislotti told the media that Ciparini and his son Tiziano, age 50. His son's name is Tiziano. These names are amazing. They went to the warehouse after a machine that cleans the cheese wheels from the mold sent an alarm signal. Now, after the father and son fixed the machine, the son then left the warehouse where his father restarted the machine. Seconds later, everything fell on top of him. So sad. The fire brigade was called in and arrived within minutes, but there was little they could do to save old man Ciparini. Gislotti, the friend who was also the president of the local farming district, called this an inexplicable tragedy. He said, "Is Something like this has never happened, even during the earthquake in Emilia-Romagna in 2012. You remember the earthquake in Emilia-Romagna? Thousands of wheels fell back then due to the tremors, but nobody was killed by the wheels of cheese. Nobody died. Nobody died. Authorities are now having to establish what caused the shelf to collapse and whether Ciparini was crushed to death or died due to asphyxiation. Who gives a damn at this point whether he was crushed to death or died via asphyxiation? Either way, it's a tragedy that this old man who dedicated his life to cheese, a, a special kind of cheese, you know, the Grana Padano, you, the, the the hard cheese that's very popular in Italy, this guy dedicated his entire life to it and, and died. And may he... R.I.P. Rest in Parmesan. A trans woman says her ex keeps her testicles in a refrigerator. Also, she demands the return of these testicles. (laughs) She wants her balls back, guys. A transgender woman has gone to court alleging that her ex-boyfriend stole her surgically removed genitals and is demanding that he return these genitals back. The case is currently unfolding in Pontiac, Michigan. We have Brianna Kingsley, age 40, submitting a claim in the court alleging that her ex, 37-year-old William I can't say this last name. William Wodziszewski. I'm going to call him the genitalia thief. Brianna claims he is keeping her testicles which were previously removed as part of a gender transition surgery, in a jar in his fridge. He keeps them in a jar in his fridge and refuses to return them to her. The balls are in a fridge. The ex-boyfriend claims to have been unaware of the filing of this court case. But does he know about the the demand to return the genitalia? What makes him think he can keep someone's balls in a fridge? That doesn't seem like a nice thing to do to somebody. I mean, attached or not, I... I I would venture to assume that the genitalia is still property of Brianna, as they were at one point part of her body. Uh, In a handwritten affidavit, Brianna demands the return of her, quote, human remains. Not just that, Brianna wants $6,500 in damages, which is the maximum allowed in Pontiac's District Court Small Claims Division. We have a quote here from the affidavit. The defendant retains possession of my surgically extracted te- testicles preserved in a mason jar kept in the fridge next to the eggs. <laughs> next to the eggs. I guess that's an appropriate place to put the testes. Next to the eggs. Uh, don't reach for eggs when you're very hungover and unaware. You might reach for the balls. and next thing you know, make yourself a, you know, a testicular omelet that you didn't want, Um uh, the, the guy, the ex, meanwhile, has countered, claiming that Brianna took everything she wanted from his apartment eight months ago when their relationship ended. Telling the media, quote, she picked up all her possessions when we broke up. She took everything she wanted then. And he claims that she's been harassing him since the breakup, threatening to hurt him, and showing up at his workplace. She just wants her balls, bro. She's coming to your workplace because she wants her balls. Give her her balls back. What's wrong with you? He claims he had to take out a PPO against her, which is a personal protection order. Speaking further, he claims he has no plans to turn over the jar of testicles to Kingsley. Despite the legal action she is taking, he said, I don't owe her anything. I think you owe her her balls, bro. Just give her the balls. What do you want her balls for? (laughs) It just sounds like this is at this point, it's a personal petty thing. It's a way that he can, you know, sort of get at her still by having the balls now, I mean obviously with no plans to return the genitalia this is going to go to court. Yeah, I mean they're really testing the legal system in this incident because I don't know how you how you rule on this. Is it still the property of this person? I don't know. I'm going to at to say I don't even know. That's what I'm going that's what I'm going at to say about this. Anyone got any ideas or opinions on whose balls these are? <laughs> Call the show 646-450 2012 I'd love to hear from a lawyer any any personal genitalia lawyers out there that listen to this show A passenger with a severe nut allergy bought all of the peanuts on a flight in order to protect herself. This is my hero right here. As someone with a nut allergy, I can completely empathize. Uh, The sort of fear that you might have taking a flight these days, knowing that they are probably going to serve nuts. I don't know why these airlines are still serving nuts. This probably was the original snack that they served on the first commercial flight in 1948. They're still serving the nuts. We can't move on from the nuts. I mean, how about some Skittles, man? How about some Cheetos? Something good. But Cool Ranch Doritos. I'm okay with Cool Ranch Doritos. Can we up the snack game already? Airlines, you're still serving nuts and pretzels like it's 1940? Ridiculous. Back to the story. The flight attendants counted 48 packs of peanuts, which was 168 euro or about $185. Now, many airlines won't sell or serve peanuts on flights, but none can keep passengers from bringing their own as snacks. Oh, they need to change that right away. You can't just bring anything you want on a flight. I saw a video of somebody eating three lobsters on a plane. I thought that was outrageous. You can't bring lobsters on the plane. Just start eating lobsters, can you? Anyways, this individual bought all the peanuts, $185, which is about the same price as a carry-on. So, I mean, they're just gouging us, these guys, these, these airlines guys. Now, her last name's Williams. She claimed she had sent several emails and multiple phone calls to complain and get a refund for the peanuts that she paid for. Uh, But she has yet to get a response. Now, uh, there was a statement issued to the insider from the airline, which is called Eurowings. They say, we are very sorry that the flight with us did not go as smoothly as desired and we regret any inconvenience this has caused Miss Williams. The representative also said the cabin crew offered to inform passengers sitting near her of her allergy before she made the decision to purchase all of the bags of peanuts. So the other strange part about this story was it sounds like she didn't buy all the peanuts from the airline. She bought them from all of the passengers, which means some passengers made a profit off selling her peanuts. I'd imagine terrible passengers, very unsympathetic to the nut allergy on these flights. Whenever the the pilot or somebody makes an announcement, oh, we're not going to be serving peanuts on this flight because someone has a nut allergy. You can just hear the collective sigh from all the other passengers who have no heart at all. Oh, can't have my peanuts. Yeah, you can't have your peanuts. Why would you want them? Get a more modern snack in your life, bro. There's better things to eat on a flight than peanuts, a bag of peanuts. I mean, that is just so, it's so plebeian, you know? I mean, it's peasantry, really, at this point, peanuts. Now, Eurowings doesn't clarify on their website whether peanuts are a typical snack offering on their flights, and they state that they can't prevent passengers from bringing nuts on board either. For this reason, Eurowings is unable to guarantee that the aircraft is free of foodstuffs that may trigger an allergic reaction, such as peanuts. Well, you should. You should try, Eurowings. Just try. A little bit. Just try. Now, our hero of the story, Williams, claims earlier that day she flew on another airline for her work trip, and that the cabin crew on that particular flight were happy to make an announcement about her allergy and refrained from serving nuts during the flight. But when she boarded this flight to return to London, the cabin crew refused her request to make an announcement, and obviously she had to go to great lengths to buy all the nuts on the plane. Um, it's just outrageous that you have to do that to survive the flight, I mean... You got people bringing emotional support miniature ponies onto planes and whatnot. So, like, why can't you accommodate someone with an allergy of some sort? You know, we have to all accommodate for these wacky-ass emotional support animals. Make room, make room for the emotional support skunk, everybody. You just deal with the smell. It's, this person's uh, sad when they're on a flight. They need their emotional support skunk. Just deal with the smell. But, but, uh, but a food allergy, no, 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 no. You, you deal with it. You deal with it. You die on your, on your flight back home from work. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yay! Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Weird AF News. I appreciate your time and your loyal listenership. Some people have decided to support the show by uh, buying Jonesy coffees and joining the Patreon. So let's give some thanks and praise right up top. First off to Joseph Clark, who bought me a coffee off my website, weirdafnews.com. Joseph Clark wrote me a note, too. I love starting my day with you, Jonesy. It reminds me that my life is not so weird. Good luck with our life and yours, man. Keep it up. Isn't that nice, Joseph Clark? Good luck with your life, Joseph Clark, and everybody in your orbit. That's really sweet of you to show some support like that. Thanks for the coffee, buddy. I so appreciate that. Also, we have uh, someone join the Patreon, C.D. Haas. C.D. Haas? C.D. Haas. Ooh, it sounds like a very regal individual. C.D. Haas. Going by the two initials in front? Mm, yeah, that's a classy mofo right there. C.D. Haas became a Patreon, which is a, a great way to show support of the show. That's like buying me a coffee every month. Isn't that sweet? Thank you so much, C.D. Haas. Big shout-out to you and your fam and friends and everybody in your world that listens to weird AF news. And I appreciate you stepping it up and joining the Patreon. Please enjoy the extra content that's inside the Patreon. Yeah, we get extra content in there. Jonesy puts extra weird content in there. So if you join the Patreon, you get to be part of a, a little club that gets extra stuff that I put out there. Some of it's very personal too. So if you're interested in my life a little bit more, then join the Patreon. You can do so by clicking the link in the description of the podcast or going to weirdafnews.com and clicking on the Patreon banner. Or you can download the Patreon app on your phone and then uh, do a search for Weird AF News. It's the only one, man. It's the only one. Okay, I'm going to publish some phone calls after this. Just FYI, I got a bunch. And uh, we heard some from some new people and some old people. So uh, looking forward to that. Stick around if you want to hear some weird calls. And uh, my listeners, never, never fail to... Um, Never fail to uh, not entertain me with the calls. I, I almost couldn't say that. I don't even think it made sense anyways. But you know what I mean. The phone calls are always entertaining. So stick around for that if you want to. If you want to call the show yourself, six four six four five zero twenty twelve. 2012 Leave me a voicemail. Tell me what's up. And then uh, if you'd like to email me any sort of weird sto- stories that you come across or just say hello or ask me how I'm doing. My email is funnyjones at com, Or you can slide into my DMs on Instagram at funnyjones. That's right. And
1: lastly, good luck with your life, man. Yay! Hi, Jonesy. I went to the beach the other day. Was frolicking in the surf. Oh, what a lovely day. As I emerged,
2: I noticed there was a turd on my tit. It's a naked beach. And it was like, oh, my God, there's a turd in my tit only in America. Some guy comes running down the beach with a flagpole in his hand and he shoves it into my other tit.
1: I've got a turd on one tit and an American flag on the other. If that's not American, I don't know what is. Yay! Hello, this is Eduardo, the ghost that married the idiot. (laughs) Uh, She divorced me because I drank too much absinthe on the night of our wedding. Uh, Most people say, you know, they drink absinthe, but this is different. If you were a ghost, you would know, but you are not, so you do not know. Thank you.
2: Hi, Jensi. It's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. And first off, let me say, y'all doing impressions of me it is cracking me up. They're hilarious. I think I don't I couldn't hear or couldn't tell if the person that called in um, and imitating me um, I don't know if they said their name or not, but I think that it's Chris luck from Australia because he's called in with songs and stuff before so I thought yeah I think it might be him but I could be wrong and if I'm wrong you know whoever it is can call me out in and say no you dummy it's me so anyway and two the candy man that was busted for selling drugs from a food truck in Florida a couple of days ago well, I guess it was probably Thursday or Friday at the lot dealership where I work. This bus came through the lot, and it had margaritas and mojitas and matas and all kinds of stuff painted on the um, bus. And I'm like, that's a margarita bus. Or, they said, no, 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 it's a bar bus. And they didn't stop. They just played music and kept going. And I thought, that's the coolest truck I've ever seen. And it wasn't a truck well, this. But I thought, if they're really selling booze, of course, they wouldn't stop because we're working and can't drink at work. So. But I thought, that would be a great motivation right there. I mean, I thought that whoever has that idea, that's awesome. But anyway, I just thought I'd share that because I thought that was funny too. So, y'all have a great rest of the week. Be careful. There's, well, there's storms here. I don't know about wherever else. But everybody be careful. Take it easy. And love y'all. Love you too, Gen Z. And I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.
1: Jonesy, this is Hannah again. Um I am behind on your stories again and um I listened to the one about people complaining about being given one or two pieces of meat from Kentucky Kentucky fried chicken on a flight. I mean Why would you be disappointed about being fed Kentucky Fried Chicken on a flight? That chicken is so good. I haven't had it in such a long time, and I'm craving it right now. I mean, usually on a plane you eat pretzels or peanuts or maybe some snack mix. But these people are eating Kentucky Fried Chicken, and they should be more grateful. Um, I don't understand why people are so entitled. I don't understand why Florida is such a hotbed for weirdos and why people do the weirdest things. Like, is it the warm weather? Is it the taxes, the lack of taxes? Is it, like, the bad ghouls is it like no one having anything to do what is it what makes the people in florida so weird it's where all the weirdest people in the world just it's like it's a hotbed good luck with your life man They say that breaking up is hard to do, especially when you're see-through. Don't say that this is the end. Instead of breaking up, I wish that we were waking up the dead. Oh, that was stupid. Jonesy, it is Hannah again. I am so incredibly sorry. I don't know what came over me. I don't know why I said that I get social, why I told everyone that I get social security money. No one needed to hear that. And I understand that some people don't even have money left over for basic needs and how they need to save money over a period of time just to meet those needs. Yeah, I wanted to say um, I am very sorry for that. <clears throat> um, That was very inconsiderate of me, and that message met Weird AF News criteria because it was Weird AF. I'm very sorry.